What's up, guys? Cliff and Chandler here from Not Gospel Studios. Today we're talking about Christian entertainment and conservative entertainment. What makes some things taboo? What makes some things okay? Like, we're just going to dive into it, talk about it, uh, get your all's opinion. Are the reasons Christians will, will talk about one thing or, uh, or, or watch one certain show or listen to certain artists or whatever, are they superficial reasons? Are they biblical reasons? Um, we're going to dive into that stuff today. Let us know what you think. This is Not Gospel. When it comes to Christianity, the thing about Tom McDonald, the thing about Dave Chappelle, the thing about Joe Rogan, the thing about all of these influencers, all these big voices, most of them that you're going to talk about don't openly profess Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yet, some of the big corporations that Christians get so much of their entertainment from don't profess Christianity either. Mm -hmm. For instance, let's just talk about Disney. Very much not Christian their stuff correct i mean i believe that also dave yeah. a, a blatant woke agenda of pro like some very ideological things like pro early transitioning for kids mm -hmm. and that kind of gender grooming and that and sexual grooming and that kind of stuff um that is not you know christian culture for sure especially traditional christian culture ours is more those things you handle in the home you go to school for academia mm -hmm. um and they're they're so they're very clearly not, you know, Disney's not Christian. I know this as as a band because it was a few years ago before COVID and everything. Where Disney, they used to have one night a year. They had this Christian concert called Night of Joy mm. on the Disney grounds. They had it there for a while. Then new management came into Disney Disney World, and they pushed Night of Joy to like outside the park one year. And then after that, it completely was done. No Night of Joy, no Christian concert on Disney. Why? I mean, was was it always packed, or was it oh, like yeah, a money it'd decision? Oh yeah, sell out instantly. Well, why would they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> That's crazy. It's uh, well, it's obviously an anti. It's an anti-Christian agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, at least that to me is evidence of an anti-Christian agenda. So at the same time, uh, even though Disney is is when you know these kind of things of seeing an anti-Christian agenda. I mean, I got a DVD rack in there swarmed with Disney movies and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of for a, in a church's nursery or something, them to have a VCR with Disney stuff going. Like Bambi it's not, or yeah. something playing. Sure. And I mean, the VeggieTales for a long time became the go-to of yeah. young church entertainment for I the kids. I was big on VeggieTales in high school. Right, right, right. I said high school. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Yeah. yeah. I sing that every day. <laughs> You never ask that. If you're ever going to ask that question, if you've lost your hairbrush, oh, Travis, where is my hairbrush? Oh, he knows the song. Does he come back? He's like, I have your hairbrush. No, he just lets me go on for a while. Well, he's a good audience then. I will say, you said this guy came up to your husband talking about Tom McDonald. Yeah. It was very probably very much a private thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like you get from the pulpit and being like, I'm going to use this guy Tom McDonald as an, as an example. Yeah, Whereas true. you will hear a, uh, they'll mention something from a Marvel movie from the mm -hmm. pulpit or something from yeah, dis another Disney property yeah. from the pulpit. They're not going to hear him reference Dave Chappelle, Tom McDonald, maybe even Joe Rogan that much yeah. You know, from the pulpit. So then... The question then is like, what is it about Christian, what makes things okay and not okay for Christians when it comes to pop culture? Mm. Well, 
Growing up, we knew a family that uh, worked in the church like they were a ministry family. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't even let her kids watch. Uh, they they burned a VCR thing of uh, The Little Mermaid because oh, wow. it had a witch in it. And at the time, I thought that was crazy pants. And now the older I'm getting, I'm like, we do want to stay away from Disney. Yeah. And like in high school, some parents didn't let their kids reach, read Harry Potter. Thema- like, wh- yeah. wh- where's Thematic- that line? Thematically, there's a lot of Disney themes that were controversial. Mm-hmm. For instance, on The Little Mermaid, if you think about it, let's just, we'll go over a, a bad interpretation of the plot or a good interpretation of the plot I synopsis. I don't remember half of the Synopsis plot. <laughs> of The Little Mermaid. Well, let, let, me, let me explain it to you this way. A girl is rebellious against her father. Mm-hmm. Makes a contract with a devil or a witch. Mm. To Sells go, a piece of herself. To go pursue a, a, a mm. boy that her father warns her about, doesn't want her to be involved with. Mm. Then she gets the boy and she gets in big time trouble, ruins her entire, and getting the boy ruins her entire kingdom, her entire family. They all are ruined. That sounds like Aladdin too. Yes. And when the boy fights and helps her defeat the big evil demon person, the father who was betrayed by his daughter, gets his powers back, gets his kingdom back, and then gives his daughter everything she ever wanted. That's Aladdin. I didn't realize. <laughs> Literally, she betrays her father and her family, gets the boy, gets betrayed by the witch, fights the witch, they beat the witch, then the father gives her everything she ever wanted. Like, mm-hmm. you were bad, you were awful, but you're in love now, so here's your legs. If my daughter did that, if my kid did that and it, it totally betrayed me and then everything was ruined and then it, we fought, it was like a big epic battle and we got back to normal, okay. you don't just give, okay, you, okay, go be with the boy. Well, the question is, how much of it is children's entertainment versus children's indoctrination? Like, I don't know. You can look at Blue's Clues for an example. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. Like, I saw it was Matt Walsh, I guess, who was talking about Blue's Clues back in the day. Uh, the plot for Blue's Clues would be he loses his glue stick and then the dog knows where the glue stick is but he's being snarky so he like puts clues for where the glue stick is all around the house and then he, the guy goes around trying to find Steve is or whatever his name what was. Is that what Blue's Clues is? Basically. And, and it's, <laughs> I didn't know it was the dog giving clues. <laughs> yeah. And he's following. It's the name, Chandra. <laughs> Blue's <know>. Clues. <laughs> oh my god! I've never watched an episode. So, well, then Steve was his name, I guess, follows Blue around and they hunt down all the clues and then, yay, they find the glue stick in the end. And then very recently, we saw the whole episode where there was a gay pride parade with a person in drag saying... But this is Blue's Clues 20 years later. This is Blue's Clues 20 years later. Yeah, so you're saying how much of these plots are child indoctrination and how much of them are are just plots for entertainment? I think it's that is an example of how clear it is. One of them is an indoctrination. The gay pride parade where this family has two mommies and they all love each other or whatever, like, and they're all in the big parade. It's like, that's not any more entertaining to a child than anything else colorful with a song. Mm-hmm. It's not, a, you know, that's indoctrination versus we found the glue stick, you know, like. Well, but why is Disney more acceptable probably to church people than some, someone like Dave Chappelle? I think part of his deliberate ignorance. Mm. And and I hate to be critical, but I also think part of it is like a little bit of laziness in a sense that like, what I mean by that is I'm not trying to be hypercritical. It's like, you don't want to go out and find the alternative. Mm-hmm. Where do you go besides Disneyland on your vacation? And lack of an alternative. 
That's true. One of the problems is that Disney owns everything. They've yeah. expanded their reach, and, and parents don't yeah. know any alternatives. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know any alternatives. Disney started out on a foundation that had like Judeo-Christian themes in in some of their some of their uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. For instance, Lion King. Right, the very beginning of Lion King, when his daddy takes him up, sets him up on the mountain, and says, "Look at this!" And never watched Lion. <laughs> all the kingdom, everything the light touches is your kingdom. And he's like, what about that dark area? You must never go there, Simba. Trust me. Promise me you'll never go there. Hold on a second. Did that really happen in that movie? Yes. See, anytime I thought, I thought everybody was referencing Monty Python and the Holy Grail. (laughs) When he's like, please continue this. All of this will be yours. I thought that... (laughs) But they're going to the Lion King. <laughs> Everything the light touches. <laughs> That's I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yes. So in the very beginning, Mufasa sits Simba down, shows him everything the light touches is your kingdom. What about that shadowy area, Dad? You must never go there, Simba. You know, like that's you don't we don't go there. That's where those evil hyenas He talks to are Scar. From. Scar tricks him into talking about it's an elephant graveyard mm. and only the bravest lions go there. Oops, you know, and then he they go to the shadowy area. Mm. Because of that, that where he did what his father told him not to do, Mufasa has to wind up sacrificing himself to save his son. And this is a horrible children's movie. But it is the story of Jesus. Adam and Eve take the fruit. And it literally is two. It's a male and female. It's Nala and Simba. They go out to the land in the shadows, to the elephant graveyard. And because of that, it starts a chain reaction where it winds up, Mufasa winds up having to sacrifice himself to save his son. Interesting. Just like Jesus, he has to wind up giving up a part of himself, giving up Jesus. Jesus So do you think himself. it was okay to watch Disney then, but it's not okay to watch Disney well, now? Well, I think the thing is, I think you have to be smart. Yeah. And I... Which I would encourage everyone to be a smart, free thinker, you know, like... I thought you were going to say, as smart as me. <laughs> I would encourage everyone to take everything I say with full value, no. Um, I think you have to be smart and just accept the facts, like, not every Disney movie is going to have the same theme. Not every movie is going to have the same theme. And the themes in The Lion King are not the same themes as other movies. Mm-hmm. They're not, right? And I'm not, and I'm not just, oh, I'm all about The Lion King. It's like, there are obviously different movies with different themes i felt like the original beauty and the beast i felt like there were a lot of good strong themes in that movie Hmm. i really did because i felt like it was empowering for women in a way you know it's talking about like oh that's that strange it was it was okay to be Belle. it was okay to be the the girl that was offbeat and was like reading books and all that stuff it made that like it's all right to do this okay i just went full white liberal hate the patriarchy like in my head because i'm like oh it's okay to go live with a man who allows you to have a book <laughs> like in my no head. <laughs> i was like it's it made her it it it's it was satirically shedding some light mm-hmm. on some things you know like they thought she was strange because she wants to be educated why don't mm-hmm. she just stay home and milk cows you know what i'm saying but it's like it was bell became sort of an icon for girls mm-hmm. and that getting educated going out and doing your thing and and being your and being strong and independent, I have nothing against that. I think that's great. That's awesome. And at the same time, it was kind of breaking through the shallow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a beast. He's I mean, 
And for her to wind up being in love with somebody on personality was cool. That's a he- that's a deeper theme than what they're doing in this musical. But that's really the theme at the end of the day is like falling in love on your personalities. And then, of course, you can get real like right wing and be like, yeah, right, man. She's just money grabbing. This freaking prince, she just sees this whole palace and an infinite supply of books and, you know, but that's Do not you think the case. The Beast had a prenup. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> no. The only way he let her out of the prison cell was with a prenup. No. No. But anyways, yeah. So why, I don't know why Disney is, is, uh, more acceptable than more acceptable other than stuff. Dave Chappelle or anything. I mean, they said GD in the last Marvel movie in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. in, uh, Multiverse of Madness. But no one will blink an eye if you told them, "Oh, I'm going to go see Doctor Strange." Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, okay." They may say, "Now you know Doctor Strange." He's at the end there. I heard that they say GD. Mm-hmm. They would say something like that, or they use some language, or I heard that it's a little graphic, mm-hmm. but I understand. Versus, I'm going to take my kids. Uh, to Joe Rogan stand up or something, which it's, mm-hmm. I get that. There's going to be, we're going to watch the new Dave Chappelle special, or I'm going to take my kids to a Tom McDonald concert. Yeah. They'd be like, Are you even Christian? Now, I personally will watch lots of comedians that I think would be frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can usually tune out most cuss words and stuff, as long as they're not being real sexually explicit yeah. or, you know, just evil or something. Yeah, I'll watch them. Like, if they make fun of Jesus, though, I get kind of mad and we'll turn it off. But <laughs> but generally, I'll watch Dave Chappelle and stuff. And then also with music, there is that alternative. There's lots of Christian music, Christian worship music. Yeah. And the thing is, I think people hold music so dear to their heart because it makes them feel things and yeah. gives them emotions that they don't think you should be letting other kinds of music do that to you because you can, you know, have sexy music and have angry music. Yeah, well, I think it's shallow. I think the reason why certain is certain entertainment's okay and certain is not is shallow in that if you tell somebody it's rated R because they drop a bunch of F-bombs mm-hmm. versus there's a lot of transgender, homosexual into window. Mm-hmm. Even if they're both cartoons, I think they'll be like, ah, we'll watch the one that has all these innuendos about that versus the one that has a bunch of swear words. Mm. Well, I still wouldn't think it was appropriate for children, though. But you're getting more and more of that. Disney has blatantly come out saying we drip queerness and queer ideology and all that stuff everywhere we can yeah. in our cartoons mm-hmm. and our children entertainment. And you're willing to accept that because they're PG-13 and they don't say F-bombs. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a pretty shallow. That's true. Excuse. Whereas, like the artists, like Tom McDonald, are they're talking about real things that happen and how to overcome it in your life, which could be positive, especially for children. Yeah, if that's what they're hearing all the time. Well, and in the song like "Sober" we did recently, is talking mm-hmm. about the devastation in your life that can happen from drug abuse. Mm-hmm. It's like a PSA for alcohol and drug abuse. Yeah, that's true. But maybe never let kids listen to it because. Well, he does words. have tattoos all over his face. <laughs> so you're saying you don't want him to be a role model because he's all tatted up? Well, I do. Someone who does is performed does her own tattoos on herself. Yeah. But I do think someone having face tattoos does say something culturally. Mm. Like it, it says I'm not, literal words like <laughs> on his face. <laughs> I wonder what they all say. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, cultures go through phases. Yes. And 20 years ago, if someone had a face tattoo, it's because they were dangerous. They were in prison. They were dangerous. They've killed somebody. Like, that's 
or they care so little about their own self, they're definitely not going to care about hurting you. Like yep. you stayed away from face tattooed people. And nowadays it's more like I'm sensitive, I'm artistic, I'm wearing it on my face. And so I do think the culture has changed, but it's still something like, whoa, he has a lot of tattoos on his face. <laughs> and that scares people off, especially parents. But see, I think they're all shallow stuff. Well, this person, what what I mean is it's... There can be outward stuff that gives you signals to... Yeah, it's outward, yeah. what I think are shallow triggers mm. versus stuff that is like deeper implications. It's like you're saying, like, I'm a big fan of, of Harry Potter and stuff. Like, mm. I am. But I do realize they are talking about witchcraft. Yeah. You know, like, I get it. They're not necessarily prescribing to be Wiccans and all this kind of stuff, and it's nothing satanic or anything like that, but it's witchcraft, you know? Uh, this may be neither here nor there, but for me, <laughs> where I draw the line is, um, Harry Potter, the witches in it, it was like they were born as these things. Yeah. Like you're born a cat or a dog. <laughs> like You just are that thing. Whereas practicing witches nowadays are just humans dealing with demonic things. And yeah. if there was a movie or a book and Harry Potter was like joining into witchcraft as a human, that's a whole different thing for me. And I wouldn't let a kid read that. Well, I also don't just blame the parents, though. Hmm. I, Who you blaming? By calling them lazy or something like that. Like mm. for a long time, you could you could argue that Harry Potter is super huge, and mm. anything else that's just purely Christian that's kind of emulating that is just a cheap knockoff. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could argue that because they don't have the budget, yada yada. Now there are conservative content creators who have taken advantage of this advertisement culture this youtube influencer culture that we have now where they've made tons of money and they have the capital to put behind good written quality conservative content clean family content mm -hmm. the question now to me is like content providers are they just not willing to take that risk mm -hmm. to be what i call like the new punk punk rock the thing that is counterculture now is being conservative christian like that's the counter to the culture you know, if anything you see on, on, in media is to be believed, that's the counter thing mm -hmm. is to have more traditional values. So I just wonder if it's like a little bit of a laziness and some, or not laziness, but a little bit of like scared to branch out, mm -hmm. you know, like, well, well, Dallas, I'll just say real quick, Dallas Sonye, the, the CEO of Bonfire Legend, mm -hmm. in order to do their first movie, Bone Tomahawk with, uh, Kurt Russell mm -hmm. and all that, in order to make that movie, no other, they would not get funding. They couldn't get funding. He mortgaged his house, put a lien out on his house, and then they did that movie, and that started everything for Bonfire Legend because he wanted to do stuff outside of Hollywood. I, I wonder if he got flack for that. Oh, yeah. I talked to him. Like, we had a conversation on the phone, and he was like, I was set to be the new CEO of Paramount or something like that. And wow. he just, he, he, he went out of Hollywood. He was done. He moved away from California, moved to Texas, moved because he had young kids. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting them in that, in that space, in that environment. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. This is on a smaller scale, but kind of relevant. Uh, when your band started out, mm -hmm. like you all have awesome live shows, but it's maybe more rock sounding in the, th in a theater than it is 
like on the CD probably. Yeah. Like it sounds more, you know, like live rock music. Mm-hmm. And some Christians don't like that. And so I'm wondering about Christian entertainers going into rock, going into rap. Is that hard? I have this story I tell all the time um, that <clears throat> when I was first dating Katie, I went to a big family gathering and people in the family, they knew that I was in the band Seven Time Down. Mm. And so one of her uncles comes up and is like, well, Clifton, he's, he's a country guy. He's like, well, Clifton, are you still playing that Christian rock music? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And before I could even get the rest out, I was like, I go, yeah, I'm still, he goes, well, maybe someday you'll play gospel. And just like turned around and walked off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah. Some people believe that Christian rock and roll is not a thing. Like that's, mm. those two words shouldn't even be in the same sentence. Mm. But it's clear that there's a creative space to make it, to, to make your own content, that you can trust the message. Mm-hmm. It's clear that that exists now. But what I'm, interested in is like there's no definitive lines about what's okay and what's not okay with christians in terms of their it feels like in terms of their pop culture and what they will and will not accept so if you're trying to make new content where do you begin well when we were uh, talking about funny storylines for big little church like we were talking about the character delilah starting out only fans like obviously we would never do that but just the funniness of how a lot of christians try to insert themselves in cool things and stuff um it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, or in the, the way we got around it is like maybe we do one where Benjamin makes an OnlyFans because he heard it's a way to generate revenue and he's trying mm-hmm. to save the church and he yeah. doesn't know what the connotations <laughs> that come with it. It's yeah. like the the only acceptable way to do it if it's complete and utter satire, like yeah. completely removed from from all the stereotypes. But even then making Big Little Church, we were like, this is so taboo. Like, are yeah. Christians going to be okay with us making fun of things that lightheartedly and good-heartedly yeah. making fun of things that we know exist, that mm-hmm. we know are part of Christian culture. Yep. And that's a... But at the same time, it's like it's worth doing because I see what I hope a lot of other content providers start seeing, a an avenue and a, and a, a void and a, and a need for this kind of content, for mm-hmm. Christians and conservatives to have have their own content that isn't a knockoff of The Office or a knockoff of this, that, and the other, or a knockoff or of <coughs> of a rap artist or whatever, but is instead its own thing and is good. And I think the only way you get there is if you start having a little bit more, less gray area and more we as Christians are into this and not into that. And the way you get that is when Christians start banding up and saying, I don't care how big and fancy and awesome you are. If you're a corporation that endorses this, this, and this, and that's not us, mm-hmm. we're out. I think definitely Christians need to start producing their own stuff more and engage in the culture more instead of letting it infiltrate the churches in underhanded ways. They need to be in control of it. Yeah. Yeah, and and with the way, uh, with the dispersal of of finances the way they are now, with the... There's money in various conservative circles now because Mm -hmm. of the way our economy is. It's like... I feel like there's no better time to start branching out and making that content. And yeah. there's now there's there's voids for it on channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's uh, Candace Cameron starting mm-hmm. her with with uh, GAC TV or GAC TV? Mm-hmm. They're starting a new channel. Uh, the live streaming service from DW Entertainment and DW Kids. We talked about these things before, mm-hmm. but it's like there are avenues and places now and creative spaces. They they exist. Mm-hmm. So content providers. Christian content providers are, that have like traditional Christian values 
now's your time to maybe band together and be like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to support each other. Yeah. You know, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the Not Gospel Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You guys have been just blowing us away with the support on our channel, and we really want to see the channel grow so we can continue to provide our own creative projects. Uh, Big Little Church is still rolling out with new episodes, and uh, we are actually filming more Big Little Church episodes to deliver to you guys, so keep an eye out for that. Keep supporting quality, independent content, and as always, keep being awesome, because that's how God made you.